Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. My name is Chloe. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. And this is episode 71, and it is episode six of this series that we're in right now called Running on Empty. Running on Empty. It makes me think of, uh, every time you say that, it makes me think of this scene in Forrest Gump. In Forrest Gump, when he's running across the country in his Nike shoes, that's that's the song that's playing. Running on empty. I don't know how to sing it or what it is. I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, I have it's, seen that movie. It is a very good movie, but at the same time, it is a dangerous movie. So I've been into when the when the pandemic started, I got into showing my kids old oh, movies. Yeah, and so I was like, we were scrolling through Amazon Prime or something, and I was like, oh, Forrest Gump, you guys will love this. Right. And then two minutes into it, I was like, whoop, forgot about that scene. And then we like in a couple minutes later, I was like, whoop, forgot about that scene. <laughs> whoop, forgot about that scene. And then this I might had have to, been a little early to show to the children. I had children. to keep pausing it and telling them, all right, we're gonna fast forward this part. All right, we're gonna fast forward this part. All right, and then after about halfway through the movie, I was like, just forget it. it <laughs> You've missed half the movie <laughs> now. <laughs> but anyway, running on empty. Yes, that's the main you think of the Forrest Gump scene. What we're what we're doing in the series, we're in the sixth one. Chloe said, "Is that right? Yeah." Yes. Um, is we're just talking about the you know what to do when you find yourself running on empty, um, which is a nice little saying. But obviously, what it really means is, um, you know, that you don't have much left to give. That you're kind of worn out, tired, burnout. Um, you feel like you've been through the ringer. Or there's been a bunch of you know a bunch of stuff that's happened, and you just don't have that much more to give. And so you're just kind of just kind of tapped out, right? And I think what what prompted us to start the series talking through this was the fact that it just seems to be how everybody feels for the most part. I mean, just about everybody I know um, recently has stated this in some way. Um, and most of it's come, you know, with the – there's been some quite a big changes over the last couple of years for virtually everybody. And there's been a lot of pushing through. And I think anytime you have a season where you're just – all right, we're going to push through, we're going to push through, we're going to push through. At some point, you go, all right, I'm tired of pushing through, and I don't have anything else to, to give, you know. And so right. um, the idea is, was what do we do then when we're running on empty? And especially as Christ followers, what is it that we do? And so what we realized talking through this, and that's what the last several episodes have obviously been, is, is well, when you're running on empty, you, you – you have to pour into the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. right? That is the right answer. And so if you were to go and like, you know, ask your spiritual guide, and that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like your mentor, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that person, whether it's your yeah. pastor, you know, it's your, it's your small group leader. It's a, it's just a friend who's further along than you. Mentor is a great word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a lot of times it's your parent, mm-hmm. um, just somebody who's further along than you that you would ask spiritual questions to. Um, like I have a couple of these people in my life and, uh, they never get any good questions from me. They always get questions like this because I'm wore out and tired, and that's when I talk to them. But right. you know, you go to them and you'd say, "What do I do? I'm running on empty." And the the cliche answer back would be these spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. So, like we started off with, the cliche answer back will be, "We'll pray." You know, well, that was week one. We'll read mm-hmm. your Bible. We'll um, rest, right? We'll uh, ha- just have faith. Just just let go and let God, right? That was, I think, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, worship, go to church, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, and that's been, those answers are correct. 
So what we're saying is, is those answers are correct. But, and this is what we're doing in this series and we'll do again today, but not in the way that you think them. And so when we talked about prayer, it was not just, you know, we'll bow your head and say some prayers and connect with God and you'll be good. It was get gut level honest with God. So when you're running on empty, yes, the spiritual disciplines are the answer, but maybe not in some sort of cliche way that seems empty in itself. Like instead, it's got to be, they've got to be done in a deeper way. And so the one we're going to hit today, um, you know, if you were to come to me, Chloe, and say, I'm running on empty and, and I, as your spiritual guide, sounds like we're going to, we're going <laughs> to meditate, right, together we're gonna meditate or, or look at the stars and the planets or something. But anyway, um, oh. one of, <laughs> right, that's it. That's it. One of the answers back would be, and this is what we'll be doing today is to, you need to get alone with God. Like you need to get by yourself and you need to get alone with God. And I think the cliche way we think of that is, is okay. I say that to Chloe and she goes, all right, well, that means I got to go get my Bible. I got to go find a quiet place and I got to sit. Right. So I got to, I got to do a retreat and let the wind blow the pages of the Bible <laughs> right, to wherever, whatever God wants blow me the to pages read. <laughs> and it's going to pop up to exactly what I need. And I'm going to open it up and it's going to, it's going to go to right to the spot where it says he restoreth my soul. <laughs> right. And then I'm going to be restored because I've done the spiritual discipline of getting along with God. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that is Sounds like some sort of fairy tale world, mm-hmm. especially if you're running on empty. I'm not saying it doesn't happen that way occasionally, um, but but that whole process to me, that works well when you're not running on empty. Like, it, but when you're when you feel like you don't have anything else to give and you're running on empty, I think get alone with God has to be something more significant, or or, or just done in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so what we mean when we say this: so if you find yourself running on empty right now and you hear the advice of you need to get alone with God, I don't want you to picture. Or think that you've got to go turn the lights off and go sit in the closet with your Bible. I don't know how you'd read it, but right. <laughs> it, it, with your phone light, f- phone flashlight, and your Bible, and pray, and that's getting along with God. Uh, that's not exactly what I mean. I think that you've got to be more creative about it. When you're running on empty, you got to be more creative. Mm-hmm. And so, when when you feel like you have nothing else to give, you've got to do something more than that. And so, when we say creative, we mean like be alone with God somewhere that's going to spur something different. Um, Maybe that is nature for you. And so instead of sitting somewhere praying and reading your Bible, how about we pray and talk to God and alone with God while we walk through some nature, Mm -hmm. right? So we go on some sort of hike. We go on some sort of, if you ain't like me, I don't hike, but I'll trail walk. All right. (laughs) Um, You know, you, you just get out. If you're, if you're somebody who hunts, right. Um, You go and you sit in a tree stand. Um, if you're somebody who fishes, you go and get around the water, right? Water is always perfect for this, but you know, something a little different than just going and sitting in the closet, prayer closet. Um, and it doesn't have to be just nature either. Like let's, let's get more creative than that. If you're not, what's, what would be the opposite of nature, Chloe? So if you don't, if instead of going to nature, you go to the city. Yeah. You go to the city. So go where stuff is, go where, go where things are. You know, when you're in nature, there's, there's absolutely something about nature that draws you to God that can steal your heart and can pour back into you for sure. Mm-hmm. Because you see God creating these things and there's a peacefulness about it. But then in the city, it's just something different. You see the creativity of God through his people. You see majestic buildings and bridges and things like that that bring you to a, I don't know, like if, if the nature gives you this calm energy, then I think the city sometimes can give you this this 
not calm, this like excited energy, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's hustle and there's bustle um, and there's people and there's buildings. There's something about standing at the base of a tall building um, or at, uh, looking over some big, big bridge or mm-hmm. um, seeing the busyness of stuff or like, you know, you, you find yourself into some big city and now all of a sudden you've got these big, they're no longer billboards now, they're all LED screens. And so mm-hmm. this massive big piece of technology is over your head. And if you just kind of will will get alone with God in those settings, I think it'll do more for you when you're running on empty than just sitting in a closet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. just experiencing those things um, in a way that maybe you hadn't. So that what we're trying to say is, is look for God in places where you don't normally think to see him. Yeah. Um, and so when you go and do things, when you get alone, do it with the with the, with the purpose in mind of I want to I want to see God right, and then and then you will begin to see Him in things that you wouldn't expect. So I'll give you an example. Um, uh, at, right after Easter, we went. Valerie and I went on a vacation after Easter. We always take some sort of vacation after Easter. This time we did it without our kids, um, which is not normal for us. Most of the time it's a family thing. And we planned this in. So this is a side note, but I think this will help in this season. Um, what we've realized is there are certain seasons where we're always going to run on empty uh, because they have been preceded by a season where we're going to give out a lot, right? And so w- what we'll do is is we will pick up on that rhythm. Like we didn't do this before, but we picked up on this rhythm that you're going to have busy seasons and then you're going to go out of them. And so what we had to do was start planning around we know that's going to come. So going into Easter, we're going to give out everything we can possibly give. Um, but then as soon as Easter's over with, we got a little bit of a dip, a little bit of a dip where we need to plan a break so that, and it's planned ahead of time. So until, before we get to running on empty, we've already said, no, we know this is coming. Um, my mentor is a guy named Sean Lovejoy, and uh, he talks about the, the myth of balance, that balance is an absolute myth. Mm-hmm. You're never going to at all times have everything perfectly balanced, right? It's a yep. complete, total myth. It does not exist. We need to stop striving for it. So you're never going to have my home life is in the exact perfect way it should be. It's balanced out with the same amount of time I'm putting in my work life, the same amount of time I'm putting in my family and my relationship pieces and all that. It's not the case. That, that They're always going to be in some sort of ebb and flow. And so the idea is, is not to look for balance in life. Because that's going to always leave you empty at some point. It's to look at the rhythm. And so there's going to be rhythms to it. In these seasons, I'm going to naturally be busier than I am in these seasons. And so look at the rhythm to the seasons that we look at anyway, like like winter, spring, summer, fall. There's rhythms to that. We talked about this just recently. There's rhythms in how we rest, right? That was one of the um, pieces of how to how to, you know, how to fill up when you're empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the rest one, the Sabbath one. And so there's these rhythms you pay attention to. So going into Easter now, we figured this out over the last few years. So we know that we're going to have about a month and a half, two months of just nonstop work. But then as soon as it's over with, we're going to take a break. We're going to take an extended break. We're going to take some time off. We're going to go out of town. And so this most recent time, we did it without the kids. It's the first time. And uh, we went with um, a couple from church, lady on our staff. Her name is Laura. Some of you will know Laura and her husband, Will. And we went to Florida to do nothing, which is weird for us because usually when we go to Florida, we're going where the mouse is and all mm-hmm. the crazy stuff and, you know, all the junk. Yep. And so this time we ended up uh, we ended up at NASA. 
and that's only because there was going to be this um, uh, launch, space launch, and Will wanted to see it. I could care less, right? So for me, when I go on vacation, I want to do is sit and do nothing. And so all of a sudden we're going to NASA. And so I'm coming out of a season where I'm definitely running on empty, out of the Easter season for sure, but in general, overall, for the last two years, very much so. And so I know that on this trip I should I should get alone with God a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying in the mornings and the evenings to read my Bible, read a couple of books, and get alone with God. And it's of course it's working. It's not like it's wrong, right. but it isn't doing what I you know, you know what I mean. Like it's not filling the tank up like yes. I would think it would, right? Yeah. And so we randomly this one day last minute decision. There's a launch. We're going to go because Elon Musk was shooting something up to the sky, you know, a car or whatever he's throwing <laughs> up there. And so so we, we go see this launch. And I'm not expecting anything from this. So we're in this place that I've never been in NASA. Mm-hmm. And we're walking around. And I know in the back of my head, I need to spend some time with God. And so, and I'm a natural introvert. So I get alone by myself at different spots anyway, right? So I walk off, right? Yeah. And so in, in NASA, I'm walking under this entire huge, massive building. I'm walking under the spaceship. This I don't know which one it is. I'm not a I'm not a NASA based person. Either. Yeah. So I don't know whether I was walking under like Apollo 46 or whatever it was. I don't know. Some sort anyway, of spaceship. I'm walking under this dude, and I just keep walking and walking and walking. And I'm you're underneath the exact spaceship, right? I mean, it's this the yeah, real one. That's really cool. And it's horizontal across you. So you're walking under it the whole time. And anytime you go to the left, you're walking under it. Anytime you go to the right, like I'm eating lunch and I'm up underneath it. <laughs> I mean, it's just this mad. I mean, it's right. huge. And there was this moment where I was just like, I see God in this. Mm-hmm. There was this just pause. Um, and it wasn't where I expected it to be, but I was alone for a few minutes underneath this massive thing that through God's design creatively we had created mm-hmm. that sent people to the moon and it just blew my mind. Yeah. And it was this moment where I'm sitting there going, God is big. God is massive. God is is so Genius, you know what I mean. It was just this mm-hmm. moment, and I and I started to feel, and that's not something that would typically fill me up. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like if you're a nature person, go to the city. If you're a city person, go to the nature when you're running on empty, because this is not something that would normally have filled me up. This is mm-hmm. that's not the things for me. And I'm standing under this thing, this massive thing, and I'm going, I'm a little in awe of God right now. And it made me start to think about um, how much bigger the world is than just my situation. Mm-hmm. You know um, how. If I'm running on empty, but we can send this monstrosity up to the moon that I can be filled up to, right? Mm-hmm. That it's not too, it's not like it's too far gone. You know, sometimes where we get to where we're just emptied out, burnt out or whatever, it's hard to fathom that we could be filled back up again like we were a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's like there was this long time off where everything was good. And this is, of course, this is hindsight. We feel like it was, oh, it yeah. wasn't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. where I felt, I mean, I felt solid. I didn't feel so tired. I didn't feel so burdened. I wasn't so cynical. Um, and so it's hard to be in that moment and go, there's no way to be filled back up again. And that's what I felt in that, in that second as I'm doing something very different. I, I saw God in that and I thought, if we can fill up all these tanks to fly this monstrosity to the moon, surely... 
I can be filled up again mm-hmm. and that this season is temporary. Yeah. You know, and it was it was really this idea of seeing him in a different way. And so I think sometimes what you need to do when you get along with God is to get along with God by doing some things that you enjoy and using that as God time, but are also doing something very different. Mm-hmm. And for me, I I walked into that very different thing without realizing it. And I think that's a lot of times what happens, right? We, we, we typically, I mean, the more we get as adults, we do what we want to do. We do what we like. And what we don't like, we push back on. But then you'll find yourself with a friend or something where you have to go along, you have to tag along, and then you and then as you're doing it, you realize, well, this this change of pace makes me see and experience and feel God in a different way. Mm-hmm. I felt a bigness from God and a creativity from God underneath that spaceship that I had not felt in a long time, right? And I didn't see that coming at, at all. Yeah. And so I think the idea is to is to get alone with Him, but do it in a creative way. Whether it's going towards something that you enjoy or going towards something very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm the most burnt out and Valerie's like, all right, here's our vacation, because we've gotten pretty good at planning out these rhythms. Um, that, that the, these are when we're going to take these times off and things. Um, when I'm really burnt out, I want to go somewhere very different. When she's really burnt out, she wants to go back to the same place, right? So she's a, she's a go to the same beach every year girl right mm-hmm. she wants to go to the same place and just and that it's relaxing there's a comfort of oh you know i can mm-hmm. relax i know where i am right kind of thing. yeah i'm a boring dull that won't work Ugh. right i want to go <laughs> let's i've already been there right. i want to go somewhere different I'm, yeah um, i like to go different so places i, I you know and especially when i'm running on empty now when i'm when i'm not like that i'm much more like sure baby let's go to the beach but when i'm burnt out um and if I'm honest, the burnout in this has happened way too many times um, than it probably ought to have. But I want to go, hey, let's just go see something different. Let's get away from here. Let's get away from the stuff we know. Let's go see something different. And there's something significant about that for me mm-hmm. that allows me to see God in a way that I wouldn't seen him before. You know, I mean, that's the thought. So the, the big idea here, and we'll, we'll wrap up, is – to get alone with him, but don't do it in the cliche way, just like the rest of the spiritual disciplines, right? You yeah. can, of course you should, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think everybody should have some sort of prayer closet, some sort of spot where they th- there's a ritual to the prayer, there's a purpose to it. It's it's you know decidedly on purpose, for sure. But then when you are feeling burnt out, when you are feeling frustrated, when you are disconnected, right? Uh, what's happened right now in the church is there are Tons of people disconnect. I read a stat today that says 30 to 50% of American church growers just simply are not going back after wow. the pandemic. 30 to 50% of American church growers are 50%. simply not going back. We've experienced that. We've seen it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're still only running probably 40% of what we were running prior. Um, they're just not going back. And, and when you're, in, if, if that's somebody listening right now, and you found yourself in this just massive spiritual drought, and you pulled away from the people of God. By the way, the first step away from God is always a step away from the people of God. And so you, when you pull away from the people of God, you are pulling away from God. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you find yourself in that, in that spot where you've pulled away from these things, um, you're, you're not in any sort of community anymore, 
you're you don't want to admit it, but you're not reading your Bible and you're not praying because typically, if you're outside a community, you're probably not doing any of those things at all. Yeah, uh, I think that one of the best things you can do is try to get alone with God in something very different that kind of draws your heart back to Him. Mm-hmm. And if you'll look through Scripture, He has a He has a tendency of um, our history, a pattern of taking people into weird places um, that are outside of the norm to draw them back to Him. Um, and so that's just my thought. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. I was thinking the whole time, like, what makes me fit, like feel like recharged, refilled? And for me, one of my things is probably like just popping in some headphones, listening to like some worship music and going for a walk or just like even while I'm like cleaning my room or something, just having some worship music playing. So it's kind of like focusing my mind, yeah. not on like whatever might have happened that day or whatever, but like changing like my focus it makes a huge difference even if i just throw it into like part of for sure what i'm already doing for sure like if you take some sort of walk it doesn't matter where it is you throw something that's that's kind of you know because what that worship music is it's like ambient in the background it's Mm -hmm. almost like it it sets a soundtrack for your walk yes right you know what i mean it does it's like you turn it into a movie and all of a sudden i'm in a movie and i'm walking down the street and if you notice when you're walking down, the, when you see a character walking down the street in a movie, the music that's playing is what's giving the tone of what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if they're supposed to be scared right that moment, or if they're supposed to be happy, or if they're sad, you pick it up for the music. Same thing happens with us. Yeah. And so, if you feel like I need to recharge, you go for a walk, something different, some sort of thing. Throw that music on, and then if you pick some sort of worship music, you're setting a tone right off the bat mm-hmm. for you to be spending time with God as you walk, experiencing mm-hmm. him. It's a great point. Yeah. Great point. Absolutely. So were you a, are you a nature walker or a city walker or what? I like a little bit of both. Like what you were saying, sometimes it's nice to switch it up. But man, I love to do like a hike. I love stuff like that. I love like our trip that we just went on. Well, when this podcast comes out, it will probably have been like a month. It'll but, be a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we just went on this trip to the West Coast, and I was blessed to get to join Adam and Valerie and their whole family on that trip. I felt very much like refreshed by being in nature and stuff like that. And so I even like we stayed at this one hotel and I was walking to the grocery store that was near the hotel and I popped in some worship music while I was doing that, just walking to the grocery store. And I was like, I felt like <sighs> again. So I don't even yeah. think that's what you're asking, but <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so same thing. Yeah. So, it just depends. Like I like being in nature, but also it's really nice to be in a big city sometimes. I was excited to like land in LA. I was like, oh, there's just, big buildings. There's just something about, I mean, I, so the point is obviously like you can, you can find God anywhere. You can get alone with God anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you're, if you're really tapped out and burnt out, try to do it in a different way, mm-hmm. probably. Right. And uh, you know, I, See, try to see him in a different light, and I'm telling you, he will show up. Yeah, you know that's what happened to me in that NASA thing. We were rolling out of Easter. It's the this past Easter was the I call it the third COVID Easter, right? Because the first one hit within a couple of weeks, yep. and then you had the second one, and then you had the, this was what I call the third one. And I'm telling you, I'm just burnt out. I mean, I am I am burnt out. Right. And we walked out of that Easter and I was like, all right, we're going to go down to Florida without the kids and I'm going to sit and I'm going to do nothing because I can't possibly see how anything but sitting around doing anything is going to make me feel better. Yeah. And when we had to go to that NASA thing, we're walking through and I'm going to be honest with you in my heart, I was complaining. I probably was out loud too, because that's me. <laughs> and I was making little cynical jokes or whatever, I'm sure. Um, but I stepped under that thing, Chloe, and I was like, 
God is bigger than all this. Yeah. And there was just something immediately, right? Yeah. There's something about something big, right? We just were at the Grand Canyon and the Sequoia trees and all these things that are massive. And there's something about going, wow, God is so big. You know what I mean? Like it just those things make you think of right. him, whether they're man-made or not, right? I mean, the spaceship's right. man-made and it still made me think. Of the enormity of God, yeah. um, you know, the, the, like we talked about in the, the theology series. Oh, I yeah, the, yeah, about yeah, the Hoover yeah, Dam. <laughs> the Hoover Dam. You want to give that real quick? We might as well. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Nobody's listening. So, now. They're done. They're so, like, we got it. Go for a walk. Let's look at a tree. Yeah. The build. We were at the Hoover Dam, and Adam turns to me and he goes. I just think that this is way cooler than everything else. The most we've impressive. Seen. This the is what I said. The thing. most impressive thing we've seen is the Hoover Dam, and Chloe's like, "No way." I was like, "You're nuts!" First of all, like you're absolutely out of your mind. Why? Why do you think that? And he was like, "Because people made this, and God made everything else. It's just more impressive that people can make something this big." And I was like. No, <laughs> no, it's not. We'll throw it out to the podcast audience. <laughs> yeah. You guys can make your own decisions. So yes. here's, here's the premise. <laughs> All right, we see these sequoia trees. That this particular, we saw the biggest tree in the world. It was We're standing insane. beside the biggest tree in the world. It, the The size of it around is like. It's bigger than the room we're in right now. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's like 10 or 15 times bigger than any tree we got around Didn't right they here. say it's like 30 people with a... It, it, well, that was like, us doing estimates. Oh. I still think we're wrong. I mean, it was... <laughs> like, you it think that would be too small? I do. Okay. I was just thinking about it the other day. It is it massive. Yeah. Right? I mean, just absolutely... It's hard to fathom. The you can't l- explain it, and you can't show someone a picture and be like, no. this was a big in tree. In the picture, it doesn't look like... The limb that fell off of it was several times bigger than the largest tree we've ever had where we live yeah i mean the limb that fell off yeah the anyway, limb was like the size of like a b- massive pine tree in your backyard the thing's almost 300 foot tall but the the width of it the yeah. size of it, it's just so stinking huge it's hard to believe and so what i said to her as i said all right the tree is impressive the grand canyon is impressive and then i said but the hoover dam is more impressive because god did all those other ones and he's God, he can do anything he wants to do, right? And of course he can do those amazing things. But we built the Hoover Dam. Notice I'm putting myself in it so we can take credit. We as humans <laughs> built the Hoover Dam. And we all, you know, for the most part, you get us out of high school and we can barely do eighth grade algebra. But yet we built the Hoover Dam. That's more impressive. It makes me roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is the audacity. <laughs> It, he had to it, say that. It kind of is. And he was like, we should say this on the podcast. And I was like, no, we should not. Yeah, no, we should not say that. <laughs> but we did it anyway. Because I was thinking about that this whole time. You were like, if you're a nature person going to the city, and it's just amazing to see how people have built all these big buildings. And I was like, him and the Hoover Dam. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, the Hoover Dam was my favorite. Um, it's hard to say favorite. Uh, I think it, I don't know. It's just hard to say. Everything was. But that's what incredible. I was looking forward to the most going into it. Um, just because of the engineering parts about it and just the scope and the size of it. Um, but it is massive. And, it, and then once again, I'm standing there in that thinking about how big God is. And it, it literally filled me up. Like a trip like that is exhausting. A walk through the nature is tiring. Mm-hmm. A walk through the city, you know, you go start walking 20, 30 blocks in the city, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a bike ride through whatever. Going, hauling your junk out to the beach back and forth, right? It's exhausting. But if done right, and in, in a way that which you are focused on, I'm going to see God here, I'm going to fill up, mm-hmm. you can see him in a way that then makes you not tired. And so, like, seeing those things on that trip, or like the NASA thing I was talking about after Easter, 
it filled me up in a way that that I really hadn't been filled up with in a while. You know, um, it was just a, I don't know, it was just something there that even though it was exhausting, yeah, made me feel less empty. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going for. Yep. I think if you'll get outside of your comfort zone, you'll do something a little different. You'll look for God in these in these places. You can get here. Final thought: You can get alone with God anywhere. It doesn't have to be in a room closed up by yourself. You yeah. can get alone with God anywhere. Yeah. And if you'll do that in other places than just in the closet, I think that it will help fill your tank back up. Absolutely. Yep. I agree with that. Well. Thank you guys for joining us today on the Messy Walk podcast. This was episode 71. 71? Yep. It was 71. Okay. Nope. And we'll be back next week. Wait, yep. was it? You're oh. right. Yeah. Yep. We'll know. be back next week with, <laughs> we think what will be episode 72, but we, we will know. be back. We might go have the numbers wrong, but we'll be back next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. You can yes. go listen to a professional podcaster now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have a great week. See you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.